Hello and welcome to Game On Girl. We are the podcast that talks about gender and the uh, popular media culture. I'm your host, Rhonda Oglesby, and we are live at DragonCon. It is very exciting that you have that much energy, and it's Sunday. I am so proud of all of you. Um, how many of you already have had a Red Bull for the afternoon? It's after lunch. Yep, there you go. There you go. I was talking to gamers yesterday, and um, it was about uh, 4 o'clock or so, and I'm like, okay, I know you gamers. You've hit your Red Bull because you're getting your second win. You're ready to go downstairs. Um, they totally understood. Yes, we are live streaming. This uh, stream is available on Alpha, Alpha Geek Radio. And everybody, is anybody in here listen to Game on Girl? Okay, good. So you know that I am terrible at the English language and I mispronounce things all the time. Regina's the English person. Um, and thank you for coming. Um, we um, are streaming live, Geek Radio, at alphageekradio.com. You can also find that on your mobile browsers, mobile.alphageekradio.com. And um, be sure and use the Twitter handle, at alphageekradio. And I'm very, very excited with my guest this week. Um, do I have Geek and Sundry fans? <laughs> of course we do. And if you're not, shame on you. Um, and does we have do we have uh, critical hits cocktails fans here? Of course we do. We have Mitch Hutz from Geek and Sundry's vlog, Critical Hit Cocktails. Hi, Mitch. Hi. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you ha for having me. It's really exciting. Um, tell us a little bit about your vlog for those who are listening and aren't familiar. Okay, Critical Hit Cocktails is a show where I take ideas from video games, anime, books, movies characters, and I turn them into cocktails, which sounds really weird, but uh, let's say Sonic Screwdriver from Doctor Who. Puns, color, uh, method of uh, drinking, all goes into an idea of a cocktail. So I have a Sonic Screwdriver cocktail that's green, and it's a screwdriver, so orange juice, um, vodka, blue curacao. And there's a huge variety in the um, the options that you take. I really appreciate that. You do shots. You'll do uh, mocktails. So there's something on there for everybody. I do. I, I really enjoy making mocktails as well, uh, just because uh, either not everyone's 21 or some people just don't drink. So I think mixology and bartending is kind of... Uh, a fun hobby that everyone should be able to enjoy. So I really like the mocktails too. I think one of my favorite was the um, Slayer's Blood shot. Oh, thank you. It was inspired by um, Buffy and uh, Spike. The, and there's just not an end to ideas. I mean, you could just go on forever and ever. I mean, mm -hmm. such wonderful. And do you, where do you get a lot of your ideas? Is it mostly from listeners? Uh, I get a lot of emails and people requesting drinks. I take a lot of stuff from recent events and things that are coming out. So Guardians of the Galaxy just came out, so I made a drink out of that. Oh, that was brilliant. I love that. <laughs> if you haven't seen that one, it, uh, the Star-Lord drink, oh, very nice. It was fun. Spicy. Spicy, yes, very <laughs> spicy. What was the pepper you used? It was a habanero pepper, and when I cut it, it's kind of in the shape of a star because it gets shriveled. So. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. um, I made the mistake of, of telling Mitch, hey, um, you mix a drink and I'll mix a drink. And <laughs> Mitch, is, Mitch is a serious mixologist, guys. These drinks are pretty intense. So we'll see what um, I come up with and what he comes up with. But that's what we're going to do next is um, go ahead and mix your drinks. And 
I figure I could not go wrong with uh, some champagne and some fruity vodka. And um, I tell me this. This could mm-hmm. be a challenge for you because I was trying to mix a Game on Girl themed cocktail, which would mean that it would be purple. And I, I, I couldn't get that. Purple is difficult. There's, there's not a whole lot of liquor out there that's blue, so you're pretty limited if you want to mix blue and red to make purple. Um, the, the Hypnotic, uh, the other one that you're mm-hmm. talking about, uh, is purple, but uh, you're really you're limited on some of the things as, yeah. as far as color. I don't like to use food dye, even though blue curacao is essentially triple sec with food dye. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. I like to just use bought ingredients. I'd yeah. probably use blue curacao and grenadine or um, aftershock or something red to mix and make it purple. Yeah, obviously, see, obviously I'm not a mixologist because I was mixing blue, the hypnotic, with things like um, grape juice and stuff. And it just looked like mud. <laughs> and uh, you don't want to drink that. It tasted pretty good, but, but it's ugly. It's just ugly. <laughs> it's like, oh. You can put it in an opaque glass. <laughs> so you don't have to do <laughs> Well, that. it defeats the whole game on girl purple thing. So... Um, since uh, we'll, we'll le- end with a bang and we'll let Mitch mix um, his and talk to you about his, all I'm going to do is put some hypnotic and punch in a glass and top it with champagne. So, Mitch, why don't you tell us what it is that you're going to be mixing today? Okay. I've actually already kind of mixed mine. This is a jar of um, a very basic apple pie recipe. And if you've been to Dragon Con and drink at Dragon Con, pie is a big... Um, it's part of the culture. It's very strong, and everyone has their own way of mixing it. And so what I did was I went around on the internet and found uh, some very basic, uh, basic recipes for it that you can start out with, and then you can kind of add your own. So I've made this. The ingredients are apple juice, apple cider, sugar, uh, cinnamon sticks, and then grain alcohol. <laughs> And I, I've got, <laughs> oh yes, um, hardcore. So I've got uh, a few large bottles of this packaged back at home for uh, when we go back tonight. But uh, it's the very basic one, and you can add other things like flavored vodka to it, maybe uh, some Applejack whiskey, something like that. Substitute that for the um, Everclear if you want. But it's really easy to add things and make it your own. And it makes a lot because you get huge old gallons of apple cider and oh, apple yeah, juice yeah. and an entire fifth of uh, grain alcohol in there. But it's warm, and I'm going to go ahead and pour this into... Now, I miss, I may spot. have missed it, but you mm-hmm. said you had to um, to cook it a little bit. What do you do that yes. for? Yeah, so um, that's uh, why I had to make it at home. You put all the apple juice, the apple cider, the sugar, and the cinnamon sticks in a very large pot. You boil it. You let it simmer for... Um, 30 minutes to an hour, or mm-hmm. however long uh, you want the strength of the uh, uh, of the apple flavor to be, you let it cool, which takes a substantially long time, yes. and then you pour in the Everclear and mix it up. Because if you pour in the Everclear before, uh, a lot of people think that will make it evaporate since it's such a, um, a light liquid. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And now, how do you serve it? Do you serve it on ice? Do you serve it warm? Uh, a lot of people like it warm. I like it uh, with a bit of ice. So and and since it's really hot out right now and I'm yeah. already sweating, I'm gonna have mine over ice, have it chilled a bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and serve that one up? And I'm gonna. Okay. What everybody's gonna hear now is ice and popping champagne. Fully work. 
Huh? <laughs> yep. Oh, not bad. And it didn't go on my lap like the Coca-Cola on the airplane, which was really horrible. And isn't this blue? It makes me wish that um, this hypnotic is uh, the most beautiful color. And has anybody ever heard of the hypnotic before? Where have I been? <laughs> because, yeah, I took a I took a shot of this and I was like, oh no. <laughs> it, it's dangerous. It's so tasty you can drink it by itself. Yeah, for those yeah. of you who haven't, a hypnotic is actually a liqueur. I had trouble finding it because it's a it's a vodka mix. So I was looking in the vodka section, but it's a, a refreshing blend of premium French vodka, exotic fruit juices, and a touch of cognac. And so I've done some fun stuff here and just put it, topped it with um, sparkling wine, not champagne. And then I need a, um, yeah, can you, can you do that? Absolutely. And because I absolutely love sea breezes, I'm just going to splash. And let's see if I, I want Mitch to taste this or not. <laughs> Ooh, that's yummy. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Thank you, sir. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can also add some water to it if you want. It's no, uh, are you very kidding? potent. <laughs> okay, so during the show, if my English gets even worse, <laughs> it will be because I'm enjoying the apple pie. Okay, so, um, Mitch, what I'd like to do while we're um, enjoying the... I'm enjoying this drink. I'm going to let you talk. Um, tell us a little bit about your gaming background. All right. And first, got to say, congratulations. This is very tasty. Oh, thank you. Nice and cool, too, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my gaming history. I've been a gamer pretty much all my life. I, uh, I was born in 88 and started playing games uh, probably, I mean, as soon as I could pick up a controller, I, I was playing games at my friend's house. Mario, Duck Hunt, all, all in the mm -hmm. NES. My parents never got me a gaming console until about second grade when my aunt got me a Super Nintendo. Ah, don't you <laughs> so love those relatives? I hear that all the time about grandparents and dads, especially. We'll do mm -hmm. that. Yeah, she, she also got me my Game Boy, so uh, thank you, Aunt Nana. You, you really started something. <laughs> um, I, I started out on uh, all the uh, classics that people love, so uh, Mario, Mario Kart, Duck Hunt, like I said, uh, all the Light Blaster games. And uh, after getting a Super Nintendo, one of my sister's friends gave me a bunch of his old games, which included Final Fantasy II. Four in reality now, but two in America back then. Uh, and that was the first time I played a game where it wasn't just skill or reaction based. It, it was actually something more. It had depth to characters and stories. I think I was about, it's probably seven, and it just blew my little seven-year-old mind that yeah. uh, games could actually be something more than just straight-up reaction entertainment. Yeah. Uh, so where did your gaming go from there then? Did you did you follow a, a hard path? Did you take any um, hiatuses from gaming? And where do you gravitate toward, for instance? Oh, I've pretty much uh, non-stop from that point onward, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, after Final Fantasy II, I became really enthralled with RPGs uh, up through now. So I uh, tried playing all the old classics, all the old Final Fantasies, moved on to some Dragon Quest and Dragon Quest Monsters. Uh, Pokemon, of course, came around when I was in fourth grade, and that was a, that was a good few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I did kind of take a break from Pokemon, though. It kind of fell out of uh, popularity mm-hmm. for a while, and so, you yeah. know, st- stopped that and then started back in college because <laughs> that's <laughs> a great thing to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my education, it was in uh, Final Fantasy. Yes, and uh, I'm a Pokemon master on my resume. Yep. <laughs> Um, tell me, uh, do you r- now? Do you play pretty much across the board, um, console and PC games and stuff? Do you hit all the the different uh, devices? Uh, I try to. I play yeah a large mix of console and PC games. My Steam library is huge, and I'm sure I'm never gonna get through all of those uh, no games. No kidding. But um, I have all the last gen consoles. And okay. I'm a big fan of Nintendo, so I have a Wii U. Don't have a PS4, Xbox One yet, but I play uh, almost all genres. I don't have as much time as I would like for really long RPGs anymore. Yeah. It just that's how it goes. So I really like indie games a lot because a lot oh, of them are yeah. short, and I can just sit down one weekend and play through the entire thing and enjoy the experience. I almost play um, shooter games as a break from longer <laughs> games, just because they're so easy to pick up and play and. Uh, kind of get my action fix. So do you have multiple games going on at once, or do you've got, have you got one game on each platform that you work through? I multitask a whole lot. Okay. So right now I'm in the middle of Far Cry 3, catching up with that one. Um, let's see. Replaying some Pokemon games. I never got around to Pokemon Gold, so that okay. was uh, when I was taking a break, so I'm going back and playing that. PC games, going through uh, a lot of indie games, and uh, Final Fantasy XIV is eating a large amount of my time <laughs> right now. So it's an MMO, and uh, my wife and I play, and that's uh, that's really where the bulk of my gaming time has been in the last six months. What type of indie games um, would you like to highlight as of recently? Ooh, Stanley Parable is a great one. It's um, very unique, but very hilarious if you, if you can play that, uh, go out and buy it today if you have a computer. Uh, let's see, what else have I played? Have you done, is Child of Light Andy? Yes. Oh, what a beautiful game. My goodness. And I didn't expect to be that enthralled in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like side-scrollers for the most part, and the only reason I bought it is because it was so gorgeous. I love gaming mm-hmm. art, and I got really caught up in that game. I can't, oh, I love playing it. Speaking of Gorgeous side scrollers. Uh, was it Ori in the Magical Forest? Oh yeah. Or the, uh, the Forbidden Forest. Uh, My video came out at E3, and it it looks like one of the most gorgeous 2D games I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Uh, Rayman as well, but I love I love that look, and I actually do. I like some side scrollers as long as they're pretty. Has <laughs> um, anybody played Banished? No, I've I've got um, someone recommended that to me. I downloaded it. It's sort of like one of those uh, resource type games, like Civ Five and stuff. You build a oh, okay. uh, an area, but I haven't I haven't gotten into it yet. I did I just did the demo, but uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, are there any games you're looking forward to coming out? Ooh, I'm looking forward lots. to Alien Isolation and the new Civ. Alien Isolation is amazing. I just found out one of my friends is getting a, um, is planning on getting an Oculus dev kit, so I'm gonna be over at his place a lot. But I played that one at E3, and uh, I saw it's a horror game where you're running through a spaceship and an alien is chasing you. You don't have any weapons or anything like that. I saw three people play it before me, and I still jumped at parts. It's just so mm-hmm. immersive. But, it gets in your head, and it's oh just, yeah, it's well done because mm-hmm. they. 
when they developed the game, they really concentrated on that atmosphere part of it. And they do a great job. Yeah. And I tell you, if anybody ever asked me if um, if I would like what I'd like to see the next evolution of um, Sid Meier's civilization would be, I would say in outer space. And by golly, if that's not what they did. Yeah. But uh, beyond yeah. Earth, that's going to be coming out. And have you played uh, Demo of Destiny? Uh, I did. I played a bit of Destiny 83. I heard a lot of good things about that, too. It, it was great. I, um, it's a lot of fun. It feels very Halo, uh, so I feel right at home. I, I enjoy the Halo series for what it is. Not big into FPS games, but yeah. it, they, they draw me in. Well, why don't we go back to, um, you said you took the gamer quiz. I did. Where did you come out on the scores on that? Where were you on top? Ooh, um, let's see. I've, I've forgotten my score on oh, it. Oh, that's but, okay. Uh, yeah, if we want to go through Just the rank. Uh, just the rank? Yeah, what was the first, your t highest score? Was it roll, uh, self, or mastery? Uh, I believe it was roll. Roll. I really like stories. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, the gamer types on uh, GameOnGirl.com. Regina uh, McMinnemy is the uh, woman who started Game on Girl and did her dissertation on the gamer types by interviewing several women to find out how they created their avatars. And she accidentally noticed a pattern that in the way that they talked about their games. And if you lean toward role-playing games, you tend to talk about your characters and your gaming in the third person because you have created an external character from yourself, outside of yourself, and you're controlling that character, and it's a completely dis distinct person. I tend to play like a self-player, and then when I talk about gaming, I talk about me doing the acts. Uh. <laughs> I looted, I ran, I defeated the boss because I want to be a part of the adventure. I play the game because I wish I was in it. I want to go off somewhere and do it. And then we, um, mastery players actually, uh, I, I think we just don't get very many of them because they're so busy playing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but they, they actually are not in the game for um, the story. They're not in the game for an adventure. They're in to beat the game. They see the game for what it is, and uh, it is a competition, and it's a, something to master. And they they do master it. They understand all the rules, all the, the corners, and they go in to get all the badges. Yeah, and they're the achievement hunters. <laughs> they're the achievement hunters. All those um, all those pages where you've got the back-end missions and stuff, they've got all those badges every one of them. Um, go out and you can check on our website. We've got some descriptions of the, of the um, different types and also you can take the quiz online at any time and it'll tell you which type you are and uh, you can also download your own icon, own personal icon if you want to take the uh, self role or mastery icon for yourself. So if in your role-playing games uh, do you tend to pick uh, male or female gendered? I pick male generally. And do you know why you do that? Generally, when I start a game, I tr if there's any form of customization, I try to make the character as close to me as possible. And then on second playthroughs or second characters, I kind of get crazier and uh, do something that's really, really different. But 
it takes some time for some reason. I don't know. I'm always yeah. trying to uh, trying to make a character look like me and uh, play like I would in that situation. Yeah, see, and th that's a very self-player because I do the exact same thing. But the, the other thing that's really common is uh, a lot of times self and role players are not really that far apart. And it also depends on the game. It really does because I'm, I'm different in some other games. Too. Exactly, because, I mean, you get me on Candy Crush, I'm a mastery player. <laughs> I want those three stars, by golly. And that's all there is to it. And I just does anybody else play Glass Bricks? Have you seen that one? I'm trying to get the the, the craze started on something else. Um, <laughs> glass Bricks is similar, but um, you don't you're not limited to lives, so you can play as much as you want to in a single day. And um, they're ranked each level. You can get one to three stars for success. Well, I made it up to like level 49 or 57, and I just couldn't get any farther. So I went back and decided to play all the levels until I got three stars. And it's really frustrating when I don't have those three stars. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And so you pick mostly male characters. And so when you do alternate characters, how much of a backstory do you tend to? How many characters do you roll in a game? Like in Final Fantasy, how many characters have you got right now? Uh, I have one right now, but I'm thinking about changing his appearance and name since uh, I have the the item that will let you change your entire appearance and race and all that. And I'm kind of getting bored of the the guy that looks kind of like me but a bit more muscular. <laughs> <laughs> so I might change uh, race, or I might wait until the new race comes out and see what that is. But Hey, for some reason, I just uh, I like uh, like I'm looking like me for a bit, and then I get bored, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be a uh, cat person that's short with blue hair and maybe maybe a girl. <laughs> do you do you spend a lot of time? Do you play MMOs? Do you do you play with other people online? I do. Um, I generally stick to one MMO at a time, mm -hmm. but yeah, I have a solid group of friends that I roped into playing. Okay, all right. And so, is it a, that's a good social outlet for you? Yeah, it's it's great, especially since I'm living uh, after college now. All my friends are scattered, so yeah. I'm living hours apart from some people, and it's great to just log in, get on Ventrilo, and be able to talk to them and go on quests like we we're sitting in the same room. That's one of the things that I found incredibly sad about um, the. Uh, new games that are coming out for the consoles is they're gradually getting rid of the multiplayer mm -hmm. where you're sitting in the same room together. And I mean, I like playing with my friends in the same room. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big social thing for me. And it's one of the reasons why I love Borderlands is because they still have that. And it's so much fun to play with your friends. It is. That's one of uh, my big pulls to Nintendo still is they really understand that, mm -hmm. I feel. Their online multiplayer kind of lacks, but uh, I don't play a whole lot of online uh, console games, so that works out great for me. Yeah, I don't play very many online console games. I don't play mm -hmm. online at all because one of the, um, like the everybody says, you begin to lose time to be able to play. And it, the yeah. time you do have, it turns out to be so valuable that you don't want to waste it with trolls. Or with someone who's going to come in and mess up your story or mess up your quest or anything like that. And I just I just don't play online because of that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we, we talk to a lot of gamers about is we're trying to address the problem of being bullied online. And um, especially if you're of a different gender or a different race, 
And I've never had the experience because I just don't play online. And that's not the reason because I've never had the experience. Now, I've, I've listened to other people play online. And I've heard some of the trash and um, like Jenny Hanover and talk to people mm-hmm. like that. And I know it do, I know it does exist and it's it's a big problem. But yeah, I just don't even go there. Yeah, if you can eliminate it, I mean, why have it? And you've got you, you've already got a network of friends, so um, is it? And that's just so that you guys can connect. There's no mm-hmm. particular reason for trying to keep out the trolls or anything. Nope, um, I'm open to anyone joining the guild if or our free company if they're cool people and just want to hang out. I've met quite a few people online that have become good online friends uh, and become real life friends after after that. But it's more. Uh, it's more of getting to connect with people that I don't see. Yeah. Online. Well, tell me, I want to know more about um, Geek and Sundry. Now, how did you get on as a vlogger? All right. Well, um, I've been doing geeky drink stuff for and to quite make a it few a long years. story. I've All got right. Yeah. I'll work on that. <laughs> I've been doing geeky drink stuff for quite a few years. I have a website called thedrunkenmoogle.com where I've done the same thing. Just uh, I never really put any video content up into it. It was just making the drink, taking a picture, throwing it on there. Um, also showing etched shot glasses and uh, just anything that had to do with video games mostly and drinking, I'd post. And uh, a few big fish found that, and it blew up pretty quickly. And uh, so I had people contacting me, uh, seeing if I could make drinks for parties or... Um, oh, wow. And trying to um, say, hey, you should make like a Blaze Blue drink and things like that. And I would take those challenges and just continuously update. Well, it got big enough that one day I was on my followers list and I noticed Felicia Day had clicked follow the blog. And I was kind of, uh, I was like, nah, that can't be her. So I clicked <laughs> and it was her actual, uh, it was her actual Tumblr blog. And she was only following, I think, like 50 people or something else. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh, holy grail, folks, right there. Yeah, and so that happened, and uh, Geek and Sundry started up a year or two after I started Drunken Moogle, and a year later, they added another channel for vloggers. There were about six, I believe, originally. Uh, Nika Har- Harper, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jeff Lewis, who's here, and yep. I got to finally meet. He was vlogging for a while. A um, bunch of those people. And they wanted to expand it. So they opened this, up this contest, said, send in a video with your, your vlog idea, and uh, we'll look through them. People will vote on them, and we'll choose the best, I think, maybe 10 uh, at, there were that, quite a at few. that time. Yeah, because it ended up being close to 20 vloggers at one time. And uh, I decided, yeah, why not? A few of my friends are entering, so uh, let's, let's all do this together and kind of give each other tips and things. So after a few really nervous weeks <laughs> and uh, the list getting smaller and smaller from, I think, around 400 people originally, uh, I ended up on the top 10 with uh, the rest of the vloggers, and it was, it's been really great. We've become good friends and uh, just had a great time making videos. And cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, um, the, uh, the vlog is extremely good. Uh, it was telling Mitch ahead of time he's he's got a great video presence those of you who watch it know he's got a great video presence a very good communicator and 
he's good at what he does. I mean, the mixology, I was just extremely impressed because it's been a very long time since I've seen anyone who knows from beginning to end what they're doing with the ingredients they're putting in a drink, not only to make something pretty, but to make it taste really good and to fit an occasion. And um, so I was, I'm, an, I'm a brand new fan and will not miss that vlog. I can tell you that right now. Thank you. Um, uh, and I, Geek and Sundry fans, you guys also fans of the vlogs themselves besides just Mitch's? There's a lot of great, there's co there's costuming out there, mm -hmm. and uh, comic book Amy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, she's, I uh, can't wait to, ha I want to have her on the show. She's just a great person. She's so bubbly. <laughs> I know. I just don't know if I could keep up with her, and I've only been, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, besides the fact that she's so much younger than me, but um, she's so enthusiastic and bubbly, mm -hmm. but she's got an intense background history in comic books. Yeah, she does. And I've only been reading comic books for like a year, and I just, I love it. I, I tend to love art, and I love geeky art. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got, there's a brand new Lois Lane that's going to be coming out next year. Uh, I think it's an, an, yeah, a Lois Lane novel. And I want to say it's by uh, Gwenda Bolt, or Bond. And it's going to be called Fallout, I believe. I'm looking forward to that because my very first comic book I've got hanging up at home is a 1973 Lois Lane. Oh, neat. Yeah, and it's uh, Lois Lane Marries the Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. It's very easy to Google. And there she is on the cover marrying the devil and Superman looking on in complete distress that she's marrying Satan and going to hell. Um, I love the story. The images are burned into my brain. She grows horns and a tail and hooves and everything. Poor Lois. Um, but she's the center of the story. It's really great. Um, now, I would do want to open it up if you guys especially want to ask um, Mitch any questions uh, since we've got his expertise here. If anybody wants to ask a question, just go ahead and come up to the microphone and I'll let you ask. And if not, I will keep talking and boring you to death. Hey Mitch, big fan of Geek and Sundry and all the stuff you do. You have such a success and a presence on the internet with Drunken Moogle and now with the vlogs. I have a question. Has anybody come to you and said, hey, let's license Drunken Moogle cocktails or mm. Drunken Moogle separate recipes? Well, uh, a lot of Drunken Moogle drinks and Critical Light cocktails are served at geek bars around the world, which is one thing that I'm really proud of, uh, and that's neat. Uh, I yeah, I just let them because I want to encourage more places like that. So uh, there's that. I don't want to release anything yet, but um, uh, a lot of people have wanted a coffee table book of geeky cocktails for a long time, and I still get emails almost weekly about it. And it's been something that I've wanted to do. Copyrights, of course, kind of uh, a big hurdle there, mm -hmm. but it's something that I've been researching and talking to people with, so I would not be surprised if you saw one maybe, I'll just say soon. <laughs> Please awesome. look forward to it. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. That would be awesome, because his mm -hmm. drinks are gorgeous in addition to being drinkable. <laughs> I have a simple question. I was wondering, Mitch, uh, what are some of your favorites that you've created? Uh, favorites that I've created, I made... Actually, one of my first videos for Geek and Sundry, it was before I started vlogging there officially, it was a contest video 
was called Zelda's Lullaby. And it, uh, I worked really, really hard on this one. Uh, it has, I believe, raspberry liqueur, vodka, egg white, and lemon juice, I believe. And what the egg white does when you shake it is it, it makes the drink very frothy. So it's almost like a raspberry lemonade and uh, has a nice head on it and a little twirly lemon peel on top. But Best guest ever. <laughs> but uh, that's and uh, what's another one? Sonic Screwdriver Mocktail or Cocktail is always really easy and fun to make, and they're great on uh, Saturdays with Doctor Who. <laughs> you must be a very popular party guest. <laughs> uh, uh, nah, I, don't, I don't make a whole lot of nerdy drinks uh, with, with friends. Sometimes we'll create something together. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. And also, uh, to go off of that, when I went out to L.A. and met a bunch of the bloggers earlier this year, uh, we went out to a bar. There's a party at E3. And they're like, so what are you going to order? And I was like, just probably a rum and coke. And they're like, what? Why? Like, order something new. And I was like, it's really busy. I don't want to burden the bartenders. So I can be quite boring with my normal drinking life. Yeah, I'm a very much a rum and coke kind of person. So Easy and tasty. Yeah, gets the job done. Mm-hmm. In the drink designs that you do, are you very much gaming focused or just nerd culture in its in its glory? Nerd and geek culture in all of its glory. I started out doing just games and then quickly realized, hey, I wanna wanna kind of make a drink for Cowboy Bebop, but I can loophole and say that there's a PS2 game, but <laughs> who wants to remember that? Yeah. So. <laughs> what, what was the Cowboy Bebop cocktail? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Bloody Eye. Okay. So, have you gone back to uh, like I'm thinking of like the steampunk communities? Have mm-hmm. you done anything for them? Gone and retro nerded up any old old cocktail formulas? I've um, not not quite steampunk. I did get really interested. Uh, I'm I'm self-taught. I actually started the website to learn more about alcohol. It was going to be more of a uh, an adventure for me. Success. Yes, and then. Uh, it got bigger, but I uh, I read a lot of books, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I got really into uh, old classic cocktails. Started making the, uh, going through a recipe book and making those once a week to kind of learn what makes a cocktail a cocktail, things like that. And so I, I really respect a lot of old cocktails. You'll see a more classic, strong cocktail next week. Don't want to give it away, but. Um, as far as steampunk, I would love to do something. And I've actually seen a nice idea with a lemon wheel where you take out small triangular chunks and it looks like a gear. So ah, I'm, brilliant. So I'm uh, looking forward to putting that in something soon. I'll watch for it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, are there any drinks you've tried to make that you just really wanted to work but just ended up not being any good at all? A lot of drinks start out with an idea or a pun and or, or even um, an appearance in my head that I want to make work and it just can't. I've been sitting on the name Hookshot from Zelda for about three years and I just can't think of a way to make a hookshot into a shot that'll actually mm. I don't know, represent, <laughs> represent the item in the game. Other than that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'll think, hey, these ingredients separately kind of embody the idea of this character or uh, this item and when I put them together they're absolute crap. 
So back to the drawing board on that. Yeah, pretty much all the drinks that I tried at home here, yeah, they were all they were all. What is the um the raspberry liqueur, the Chambard? Yes. I th- everything I mixed with it tastes like cough syrup. Oh no. <laughs> and it is such a delicious liqueur. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just fantastic, but obviously it doesn't go with cranberry juice or grape juice. So. <laughs> yeah, very much good on its own. Um the Zelda one. I think it was just mixed with vodka and lemon juice. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Geek and Sundry has always been a very open and community-driven um, group. I mean, I just saw recently online that they're looking for interns. Oh, yeah. Every semester, I believe, they switch out their intern group. So if you know anyone in the L.A. area who's in college, they're, they're great to work for. They're really awesome. And they're looking for interns every single semester. Now, are you on the West Coast? I'm actually from Atlanta, or I'm native from Atlanta. I lived up in Roswell, and now I'm in Macon. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. The, so many times. What? You guys can't laugh and not tell me the joke. I just like the way he said, "Yeah," like he was embarrassed. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd be up in Atlanta if I had the choice. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Um, yeah, I'm always watching their their tweets and stuff, and they're they're mm-hmm. constantly looking for help, and it makes me want to move to LA so bad I can't stand it. Me but, too. <laughs> I know it's just ne- never out there. But um, now, how far ahead do you plan your uh, vlogs? You post once a week. Uh, once every two weeks. Once every two weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. makes so, sense. You don't uh, want to be drunk all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is a bit more difficult than I thought to create a new drink every single two weeks uh, with. With Drunken Moogle, sometimes I'd go a month or so between yeah. uh, drinks that I would make, and then I'd post things that sent, people sent in. But now it's um, it, spending a lot of time on it, and so it's uh, constantly on my mind when playing games. Like, what can I, what can I use? So, does anybody have any ideas for drinks for Mitch or for a genre that he should uh, think about? Just if you think of something, uh, shout it out or come up to the front. I was trying to, th- what was I trying to, th- I love the, um, like I said, the um, the Slayer's Blood. Oh, tell me about the Pokemon, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, um, the Pokemon drink with the Lotus or the the Black Black orchid. Lotus. Yes. yes. Tell me about that one. Uh, it's uh, from Magic the Gathering. It's one Thank of the, you. Sorry. it's the rarest Magic the Gathering card. And uh, so when Spellslingers came out, Geek and Sundry's uh, Magic the Gathering show, they asked if I could make a Magic the Gathering drink. And it just had to be that. <laughs> uh, there were other Magic the Gathering drinks that I made later um, for all the different mana types. But this one, the Black Lotus, I included an edible hibiscus flower, I believe blackberry brandy, a bit of vodka to um, kind of jack up yeah. the... <laughs> uh, so why did you Strength. pick that card? It's the rarest and I think the most iconic card. Uh, people that don't play Magic the Gathering know what a Black Lotus is. And pretty often, every few years, you'll see a story online about how one just sold for a million dollars or something like that. So do they just not make that card anymore? No, it's uh, it's old. I'm not sure how many are in existence now, but they uh, they did some reprints and... I don't know when the last reprint is, but the original is the the big expensive one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go out and start talking to all the kids or the, the adults that I know and see if their cards are under their 
under their bed and see if I can mm-hmm. find that card. I'll trade you for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Here, I'll give you a dollar. I actually, uh, for the video, I printed out one and oh, ta- yeah. and, and uh, pasted it on a, a real magic card that I have. And uh, I pick it up in the video and throw it and apparently gave several people heart attacks. <laughs> like, He's touching it. It doesn't have a sleeve on it. <laughs> so, oh, that's but, great. Yeah. So how far ahead do you plan your drinks? Do you just do one? Do you come up with one for your two-week show and then come up with the next one? Yep. Um, I work on them for a few days, uh, about once every two weeks. So uh, one will come out. The video will come out. I'll reply to comments and things like that, and then start worrying about the next drink. So. Um, did anybody pick the quiz up in the back? Did anybody take it while we're sitting here? And what what is your predominant? Um, I'm actually evenly split between salt and roll, and mm-hmm. then significantly with really, really low on um, whatever the other one was. Give her the flask. All right. We got a prize. Yes. All right. <laughs> <I have. laughs> I also make some flasks in my off time, so uh, that's a Legend of Zelda. Or no, it's I mean it's a elf flask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to Mitch for bringing the swag. Appreciate it. Um, I've got some uh, puny plastic purple bracelets in the back. <laughs> you guys can pick some up on your way out. Um, trying to think I want to edit my topic I don't want to get off too far on right now um, I think I I tend to play a lot of first-person shooters mm-hmm. I love F- FPS I love Borderlands Mass Effect uh, did you play the Mass Effect franchise I've started it about six times and so what happens it's one of those ones where I know it's gonna be a huge time commitment okay. and so I want to I really want to sit down and play it all because I'll often start a game get halfway through come back in six months, forget about it after I've forgotten about it and uh, don't know where to start, so I have to restart. And uh, that's that's about what happened with this. I, I want to remember everything because I know how good it is from friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, that happened with me with um, the Laura Croft game. I was so excited mm-hmm. when it came out, but I didn't have the time to commit to finishing the game. And so you get partway through it, and you're building up your skills. You know how you can you go through the training, and you build up the skills, and then you get away from it for a week or two, and you go back in, and it's like you're starting all over again. You've got to remember how the, you jump, how you use that pickaxe, and mm-hmm. to get up everything. And... Um, I hate losing that momentum. And how many of you just restart? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just restart the game because I just I, – I know once I start picking it up, I'll just start blazing through it and stuff like that. So um, uh, let's see. I was going to ask about the – I wasn't geeking sundry. This is my old brain. See, you guys are making me talk, and I can't drink. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was expecting to drink the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> talk. <laughs> a few sips is probably enough of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I've I think I've already done that. I'm gonna have to get that Red Bull afterwards. That's for yeah. sure. Um, I know Geek and Sundry helped us out a lot because when Regina was doing her dissertation, um, she needed a pool of women to interview. She was gonna do all the interviews pretty much over Skype. And she had a set of questions. She was transcribing all the information. 
and she contacted Felicia Day, she was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I could interview Felicia Day? And the information went to um, her assistant. And they said, well, she doesn't really have time, but we'd tweet it for you. And she's like, oh, okay, that's great. And she said after that, she must have gotten 250, 300 responses from women to be on it. And I was one wow. of them. I saw the tweet, and, and she's like, you helped me finish my dissertation. And, she's, and she got 30 great women gamers, and we've mm -hmm. some of those people we, um, we've had on the show, and we've interviewed them, and they also write for the show now. Um, that's something that I think is pervasive with the geek community is helping each other out. Um, Absolutely. If you go into the game room, somebody is more than willing. Has anybody gone to the game room downstairs, either the tabletop gaming? Yeah. Anybody's willing to help you learn a game, play a game, teach you a game, or join in. Um, if anybody is going to play Arkham Horror today, please let me know. It's absolutely my favorite game in the entire world. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, do you do much board gaming? Uh, more recently, actually. Yeah? Um, I guess they're, they've become a lot more popular yeah. uh, within the last few years. And yeah, yeah, like I love Catan. <laughs> we, uh, oh, we, yeah. We play a lot. Um, Netrunner is my new card game that I've been playing. What is that? Android Netrunner is a, um, what do they call it, a living card game? Yes, uh, thank you. Living card game where it's a deck builder and you buy a basic set and you can customize your deck, but they uh, don't, you never have to buy boosters because every card in the original set you get when you buy. Every month or so they'll release new uh, new sets, but when you buy that, you get every card in the new set. So there's no random um, there's no random booster packs. And it's much better suited for someone like me who doesn't really have the resources to yeah. buy a lot of booster packs looking for one card. And there's a lot of strategy to it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, go ahead. I love your t-shirt. Oh, thank you. Um, two questions. Uh, one, uh, my favorite game series ever is the Bioshock series. And I know that you did uh, a mocktail. I think it was uh, Liberty. Yes. Uh, oh, Columbia. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> and I was wondering if you thought of doing one maybe based on uh, either the uh, the Vickers or the Eve from uh, the original Bioshock, maybe like Bucking Bronco or Shock Jockey or anything mm -hmm. like that. I have. Um, I've also seen some plasmid cocktails that I posted on the website. Oh, but uh, I've been wanting to do... Um, uh, some of the vigors from Bioshock Infinite because I love the game and they also have such neat bottles that they come in in the uh -huh. game and I'd really like to maybe make a paper, paper craft of one of those but yes to answer your question I have been thinking about some Bioshock cocktails it's definitely written down in my notebook for things to revisit awesome and our uh, second question is is there any chance I can try some of that apple pie <laughs> uh, I figured it wouldn't hurt to ask okay <laughs> do you want out of one with ice or out of his jar, I can get you this. No, no, no. We're not supposed to. Yeah, those are Dragon Con glasses. All right. The answer is no, you cannot try any pie. Yeah, no, you cannot try. Yeah, baby. It's ba yeah, baby. He's good. <laughs> yes. I was wondering if you had any drinks based on Chrono Trigger. Not that I have made. Actually, wait. I just made a Chrono Trigger drink. Um, <laughs> Could you uh, describe it? 
Yes, it's uh, it hasn't been posted yet. It was for um, PAX Prime is going on right now across the United States, and it made drinks for two parties, one being Fangamer Hearts Attract Mode, and uh, they asked me to do the menu. They're all love-themed drinks, and one of them is called Across Time. And uh, let's see, what was in it? Well, let me look it up. The other one is called Skull Smash. It was the one that someone sent in. Is based off of the uh, the soup eating contest in Chrono Trigger, which in um, in the Japanese version was clearly alcohol. Everyone gets drunk on soup apparently in the American version. Um, yeah, I really loved the um, the theme drink you did for Hitchhiker's Guide uh, thank as you. well. So the across time is um, it's gin, grenadine, and tonic water. Had to stay very limited uh, because it was at a, a venue where they didn't have a lot of special stuff, and they were expecting a whole lot of people. So when I do men uh, themed menus for parties, I try to keep things really simple. So that one's not as impressive. Sorry. <laughs> okay. it, yeah. It works. That's another reason why I like the um, the videos is because he, you do do some drinks. Some people wrote in and said, could you do some simpler things mm -hmm. for budget oriented type things? But I do like the when you stretch your wings and you really pull in some different things that you wouldn't normally go into the store to buy or you see it and you're like, ooh, what is that and what would you do with it? <laughs> you know, yeah. I love the pretty bottles. Uh, I, I buy a lot of weird stuff on impulse. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never tried this. Let's see what I can do with it. Here's a fun challenge, and I'll throw it to both of you. Let's say somebody who doesn't drink at all says, I want to start drinking. What first drink? Obviously, they're of legal age, 21 or whatever it is in their state. But what drink would you have them start with? Do you want to answer this one first? <laughs> well, <laughs> my drinking history <laughs> um, started with Bartles and James. So <laughs> I, my drinking was always something that came compact in a, a bottle to go quickly. But my favorite go-to drink will either be um, a mojito or it will be a, a rum and coke. Um, I would choose a base that you like um, if you like soda. Or if you like clear soda, go something like gin and tonic. Or um, I had a marvelous mojito in Raleigh once that was just, it was crisp and fresh. They had made it with cucumbers. Oh. And it was, it was just lovely, and it was nice and smooth, and you're still dealing with, you know, either your gin or your vodka. Um, I'd also recommend something like a Cosmo. Uh, it depends on whether you like sweet or you like fruity, if you if you don't want to go sweet or fruity, then I would go with the sodas, something like gin and tonic. I like, um, I think, yeah, some type of whiskey and coke or a rum and coke is, is good. Because nice there are a lot simple. of flavors of rum, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would give you a taste for the alcohol without you taking a, a straight-up shot. Yeah. And it's still fairly simple to get down. Yeah, because you can get... Um, like my favorite drink on vacation was uh, Sea Breeze, and it was a coconut rum with a little pineapple juice and a little cranberry juice. But you could have just cut the rum, the coconut rum, with a little soda. And you could do diet soda or you can do club soda. You mm -hmm. don't have to. But that that edge depends on you know how sweet you want to make it. And then from there, I mean, you can ev even if you want to experiment with dessert drinks. I was. This is a big dirty secret I, I guess I could share. I used to smoke cigars, and my favorite drink with cigars was a white Russian. 
because I had that nice, smooth, creamy, sweet drink, and you just kind of had this little tarty nicotine cigar, and I could go slow with both of them, and going right through the pro- oh, that was that was a nice way to end a big steak dinner, I tell you. <laughs> steak sounds really good right now. Yeah, really big fat steak, you know, rare, and oh man, okay, what time is it? <laughs> Someone's got to drop that steak for me real quick. Um, there were great steaks in Texas. I used to be in, in Texas. I loved going through the uh, the steakhouses down there. And there was one place, actually, did, does anybody ever remember a restaurant that Chuck Norris started called Lone Wolf? It was Chuck Norris, right? No? Yeah, that's because it closed. But <laughs> it was a great steakhouse, and they had a cigar bar a real cigar bar and he had his own cigars and it was so wonderful because we could go in there and order a steak dinner and then just go over to the cigar bar pull a cigar out of the out of the the humid hu, uh, thank you and um, it's only half gone and uh, get a, co- a really really nice cocktail and then spend the rest of the evening there socializing a community yeah. type thing you know in college we used to go to a cigar bar and uh, some of my friends were really into it. I, I can't really taste the differences in a lot of cigars. So I would go get draft beer, they'd get cigars, and we'd sit and we'd play chess for like yeah. three hours Yeah. in big, comfy leather chairs. That's gaming. I mean, whether you're downstairs, I saw a couple of guys downstairs playing an extremely complicated board game, and they had a couple of Coronas. And it, it, whether you're doing that or you, you yank out the chessboard, it's such a community thing. And that's part of what I love about gaming. That's the reason why a couple of years ago I got so much more back into board gaming. Do yeah. you guys board game as well? Yeah. I mean, th- don't they just go hand in hand? Now, do you, how many of you have gaming groups or a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting? See? And it, it, it's is it a group that you were friends first and you started gaming. Raise your hands if that's the way it was. And how many of you found a group so that you could start gaming? Yeah. That's what that's what I did. My our best friends, um, we all got into board gaming and then we went out and found a local group and got to try just a ton of games that way. It was fantastic. Very cool. I <clears throat> just bought Flux. Okay. And Chubracabra. Um, most of the games that we've got are like Dominion and Arkham Horror and these really big mm-hmm. games. But I wanted we didn't bring any games with us, and so I wanted to grab a couple. And believe it or not, I've never played those before. So I want to pick up Pandemic while I'm here. Ugh. I haven't had a chance to. But Lo- we play yeah. that. That's <clears throat> that is a great starter game. We have starter games mm-hmm. where if we're extremely tired or we're just not quite ready to do uh, Defenders of the Realm or Arkham Horror just yet, that's our warm-up game. Or um, Dominion used to be our warm-up game. Or Love Letter. Has anybody played Love Letter? That's a great warm-up game. And um, Pandemic is that way. And I, lo- mm-hmm. I prefer co-op games. Do you prefer co-op or um, competitive? Yeah, you guys might be our mastery players. It really depends on who I'm playing with <laughs> if I want to uh, smack totally them down. Be totally honest. Or, or uh, yeah, work with them. So you, um, you're going to pick up Pandemic. You played it. Uh, I have not. I've watched people play it on YouTube. But, oh, okay, uh, okay. But no, my friend has, and we were considering doing it last night. I wish we had. 
But what do we got? Five. No, another night left to Dragon Con. Exactly five. I love that. See, I'm <laughs> usually the one on air that keeps the time, and Regina's the one that sits and chats. And I, I was like, Gina, it's time to go. Sorry, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, you get to edit your video. You don't mm -hmm. get to cut it off. Do you? Do you try to always keep it around five minutes? Yeah. Um, between three and five. Uh, it gets kind of long-winded after that. I used to have them quite a bit longer, and I found that I was just rambling a whole lot. Yeah. And that people weren't really watching that part. I really like it, though, at the end where you give just a little bit of background information about the geeky thing that you've chosen for that week. Mm -hmm. Because I've learned I learned some things about areas of um, geek culture that, that I'm not part of. I mean... When you do things like the Hitchhiker's Guide or Guardians of the Galaxy, you're sitting there going, oh, that's so cool. And then when you do Pokemon or anything like that, I was like, okay, now I've learned something new because I hear people talk about it on the show all the time because of that, that's part of their background, their gaming background, but mm -hmm. I don't have any references. And I love that extra little information you kind of teach at the end, the, yeah. the reference. Uh, I, try to, if, uh, I try to make it so that if someone hasn't, seen or played uh, whatever I'm making a drink of that maybe they'd be inspired to pick it up. Now, are, have you got anything else going on this weekend that people can go see you or talk to you at, or are you just uh, enjoying yourself from here? I'm going to enjoy myself and film a lot of stuff and, and uh, hopefully... Drink apple pie? It looks like it. <laughs> We've certainly got enough back at the house. But uh, yeah, so hopefully play some Pandemic tonight and enjoy myself. Um, and I've got another panel at uh, the video, video gaming, and we're going to be talking about uh, female representations in video games at 7 o'clock. And it's in this building, um, but you guys can find it on your schedule. I, I don't remember that stuff. I mean, you you got to realize, I'm, I'm 51 years old, and my RAM ran out a, a long time ago. And when my brain was built, you couldn't replace the memory. So I just have to dump sometimes, and I don't remember things, and that's the reason why I keep my husband around so close. It's like I look, I look everything up because I just, uh, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with it. Well, I really, thanks, Mitch. Well, thank it's you. So this awesome is to a meet lot of fun. you. <laughs> this is my favorite part is the networking and everything. At, I meet such cool people, and you people, I really love an audience to talk to. I like seeing your faces and um, seeing the kind of things that you guys are interested in. I really appreciate you coming. Thanks for coming to Dragon Hunt, guys. Yeah. Uh, and game on.